welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and come join the flock for today's episode. Today we have part of the creative team behind Sheepish, an animated adult series in development about a non-binary sheep trying to navigate through school and life in general. I was lucky to have voice actor Josh Waters, storyboard artist and co-writer Danny Stone, and the creator... Lane Morgan, sit down and honestly cause chaos. Like, this was pure chaos. In the best way possible. Lots of passionate discussion, lots of laugh, my AC unit being on for the first half because I'm an idiot. All sorts of fun chaos. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy the chaos as much as we did. If you enjoy my guests, make sure you follow them in the links down below. If you enjoy the podcast, feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. Make sure to also leave a like, comment, maybe even share the podcast in a few places. If you want another way to represent the podcast, why not try by repping some of the amazing streetwear available at the merch store at pmap.creator-spring.com. From now until October 29th, you can use the code PMAP1 to get 25% off your order. Plus, uh, you uh, may or may not want to keep an eye on the store. I may or may not have a new design coming soon. Finally, if you enjoyed this podcast and want a place to talk about it more, you should consider joining the Apocalypse Podcast Network Discord server. We can talk about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. Maybe you can share a few memes and such. It's all sorts of fun. In fact, let's hear about another outstanding podcast in the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Art and entertainment inspire each of us in different ways. But have you ever wondered what inspires the people who create our cultural touchstones? I'm Adam Unz, and on the Spark Parade podcast, I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. Everything from Shakespeare to South Park. You'll hear from artists like Connor Oberst on Northern Exposure, Roisin Murphy on Terrence Conran's The House Book, and Adrian Young on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. The Spark Parade, where artists reveal their cultural inspirations to spark the inspiration in you. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. There's one. Hello. Hello. There's two. Hello? Beat you just by a second. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Holly! Hello! Hello! It's me, back, it's Bika! <laughs> oh! I'm a voice actor. Oh, wow! I can tell. I know no. you can do Scottish better than that, Josh. Shut up, I'm, uh, no. Yeah, you can. You literally play a whole Scottish boy. He's Irish, get it right! Whatever, <laughs> same island! Oh, it's just started, there's already chaos, wonderful, I love it. It's oh. good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm literally saying you're getting out a of quick right behind now. the scenes of how you're, chaotic we always are. Yeah, I was are. just about to say how chaotic everything we do is. Speaking of. Speaking of. Oh, you getting your Dr. Pepper? I'll say the noise is confusing. It's not. <laughs> it's not Dr. Pepper. It's a diet Coke. Well, I was about to say, I was about I to be right there with you with the, the Dr. Pepper and cream soda. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dr. Pepper cream soda is good, though. Thank you. 
Josh is a pleb. I, I'm true neutral. I don't drink soda. <laughs> You're probably better than all of us, honestly. And Danny's gonna live longer than everyone. Danny's gonna live 75 years longer than us. Oh, yeah. Danny's gonna hit like 185. There we go. I hope I don't. You're gonna be a vampire, dude, and I wish you the best of luck. Have fun being a vampire, dude. Please wish me the worst of luck. No, because if you're a vampire, then like you can, then there are like no rules, like societal rules don't pertain to you. And then sheepish can go on forever. Yeah, we will literally be like the most profitable TV show forever. Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, hundred years. Rick and Morty, one hundred eighty-five years, one hundred billion years, Morty. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad this is good. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to say before we really get started, um, as I was doing my research and stuff like that, I did notice something. Lane, are you based around Georgia? Yeah, I'm based in um, near Atlanta. Okay, cool. I, I was gonna say I'm actually based like around Athens, so. I'm in Athens. You are. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> I say near Atlanta to not All be right. specific. You, no, you, know, you I, know what I do this means thing. now, y'all. You gotta fight. <laughs> you gotta fight? No, I... I, uh, I may be the tallest of our group, but I don't know if I'm the tallest of every group. <laughs> okay, Post, how, how tall are you? About 6'2", I think, somewhere around. Uh -oh, Get rid no. of some. Get uh -oh. rid of some. Uh -oh. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> cut off an ankle. Listen, Lane, you yeah. can't intimidate you. Uh, Danny, I can definitely let everybody intimidate. You should. You should, in fact. <laughs> no, I was. Gonna I started say, my job this week. No, that's the, the the self esteem is low. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, I can help try to bring it up just a little bit. I hope, maybe, <laughs> potentially. Um, <laughs> that's that's the hope with a podcast. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I want to watch podcasts that make me feel actively worse. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Joe Rogan is probably the best one for that. No, I'm joking. Um, oh, well, never mind. I, I, I retract no, I my take statement. Take it all back. I take it back. You meant like murder podcasts. There you go. True crime. There you go. Uh huh. I imagine Josh really under a blanket listening to true crime being like, do you see Scary? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Postmodern Crime Podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Hmm. One of us is going to die tonight. Uh, I can't uh, it's me! Just, it's me! I just got off of a 10 hour shift. It might be me. <laughs> I chugged a kickstart Mountain Dew energy drink. It's definitely me. <laughs> Together, we make like one really productive creative. <laughs> Good lord. There is a moment in the podcast where I just dip for no reason whatsoever. Do not be afraid. That is just Discord hating me with a passion. It tends to happen a lot. Um, if don't worry, we will. 15 minutes or more, we're allowed to leave, right? <laughs> No, we will take over. We, it's we our are podcast. now. Well, no, well that be nice. It's hijacked. Well, that would be nice, except it doesn't record when I'm at, like it doesn't record you guys oh. after the fact. Like it's oh. recording my screen, so it's one of those. If I'm out of it, the podcast doesn't happen at that moment. So, oh darn. So oh, dang. Oh, unless, darn. We were trying to seize the means of production, and it did not work out. I mean, if Damn you guys are recording on your end, end, it's possible, but, you know, I'm not going to. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't. I, I know how to, but I'm too I lazy am to. on there a telephone device. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know are. how Danny is incapable, and Josh is like, eh. 
It's okay. Well, well, Danny, the way you do that is you get another phone. You record your phone recording mm. the call. Oh, then, that's so good brain. Yes, you just gotta spend like brain. you just gotta spend thousands of bucks to get that second phone here in like what five seconds? I think it's possible. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Danny's I remember when, co- uh, when phones cost a corn chip at the corner store. Lane, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I swear phones did not used to be a million dollars. Yeah, they didn't, yeah, but they I, didn't I, cost I a corn chip. I mean, it was a corn chip. Yeah. Oh, I'm All sorry, right, this is a chip I got reader? my iPhone. <laughs> I got my iPhone 5C for one dipped cor- tortilla chip, one Tostitos dipped chip. I got it off of Wish.com. Here's my don't Etsy work. phone. The screen is only half backlit. You have to scream at it for the cursor to move. Why is there a cursor? Who knows? <laughs> it's a voice-activated cursor. <laughs> Left. Left. Guys, 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 I understand we're trying to make a cartoon or whatever, but we just came across the most fucking profitable idea That's ever. That's it, we're done. It's a, Sheepish is dead. Welcome Sheepish to is Cursor dead. Phones. This is why we're on the podcast now. There we go. This is your guys' podcast. However you want to be introduced, I'm more than happy to accommodate. Oh, it's our podcast? Did we seize the means? Did we do it? <laughs> we seized we the did means. Todd Benson would be proud of us. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure Becca would have made this a million times interesting, uh, to More say the chaotic. least. <laughs> this is minus Becca. Becca's probably the most chaotic out of hey, all. Hey, shout out to I Becca Emsley at the bakery in Scotland, and I dabbed for you, Becca. There you go. There shout go. out, Becca. But Bakery in Minecraft. <laughs> bakery in Minecraft. <laughs> if you people are going to be like, what the fuck are these people talking about? <laughs> All right, before we really get started, I'm going to start with the icebreaker question that I'm actually going to introduce. A brand new icebreaker, starting with this new year of the Postmodern Art Podcast. So, I'm partially stealing this from a previous guest, but for the three of you, I want you to think a little bit on this. Let's say you three are told that you're going to be stranded on a deserted island, okay? Uh, now, let's say on this deserted island you could bring one form of media or art. Now, that doesn't mean you could bring like just a book and that's the end of it. But, like, a single book, like, you have access to all books, all video games, all, you know, paint, whatever you want. If that was the option given to you, what would be your form of art that you bring on the island with you? A VHS of Shrek 2 with all the special features. <laughs> I was going to see Joshua because he's very entertaining. So I love how we're already... I'm trying to think of the serious one. Um, oh, I, I have serious? nothing. I bring empty. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's a brain. Yeah. I, I, I really would use one a lot. <laughs> is that your your form of media is a fucking wet brain? <laughs> I like to sit alone with my Joshua A. Waters. It would be every brain in the world. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that is true. That is true. Who's brain a lot for an island, island though? Chain. Our, our brains are dominant species. Yeah, our brains aren't, Danny. <laughs> If you want them to be. That's not an answer. I'll take that as an answer. Okay, fine. It's an answer. I'm going to bring my fucking one copy of Shrek 2 for VHS with all the special features. I I would probably... Like, it would be easier if we knew, like, a specific type of media because... It, it varies from, like, video games to movies. Okay. I guess my I'd, modest... I'd have to say music. Okay. 
Yeah, if we're, if we're talking seriously, probably music. I've I seen all the time. That's that seems reasonable. There you go. I'd have <laughs> to I'd have to go music as well because like if it was infinite amounts of music, then yes. Like I'd have to go with that. Oh, that's Dude, I'm going all the tunes out there. I'm going to learn all the language through music. Music oh is God, a language. I may be stuck on this island, but I got my Spotify premium up and ready. There you go. That's what y'all just said. You with AirPods in, starving to death. Well, that's why you make, like, the custom playlist that's like, help me, I'm stranded, like, the songs that you see. <laughs> my SOS playlist. Cast there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cast Ahoy there. Just plays help. I, I might have to go with music. You guys have converted me. There you it's go. Like, I just imagine me on a sandy beach screaming my emo indie punk. And there it's like, go. somebody will notice that. Somebody Kicking will save sand me. sand around. There we go. Crawling in my no. skin. <laughs> well, on a but, beach. But, but, but nevertheless, I guess music being the one that you bring with you. That's a hill that you guys are willing to die on? Yeah. Yes, I'm locking in my answer. Do I win? <laughs> yes, yes, I you do win. I forfeit my call a friend. Yes! <laughs> you win a wonderful appearance on the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, <laughs> feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. I am a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Join, uh, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com for more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guests. <clears throat> They are a part of the creative team behind Sheepish, an upcoming indie coming-of-age cartoon starring a sheep named Sheepish. Welcome to the podcast, voice actor Josh Waters, storyboard artist Danny Stone, and the creator of Sheepish, Lane Morgan! I'm awkward. How are you three doing today? Doing great. I need to eat dinner. No! Same. Okay, so this is a starving podcast because I haven't had dinner yet either. Um, (laughs) We're all going to mukbang for this podcast. We're all going to get like a big four-course meal and eat it into the microphone. I don't think that's the audience we want. I think that's what the audience exactly wants. Uh, I don't know about that, (laughs) Joey. We're going to go get like popcorn and like crunchy food and like a big plate of spaghetti i will block you on all forms of social media josh do what i fucking dare you sheepish will block you on twitter oh no <laughs> i will change the passwords i i want to say no it's funny josh it's funny that you bring up like mukbang stuff i actually appeared on a podcast a while back called off topic to where the topic was mukbang so what did you talk you're about? Like a pro, like you, you know all the research. Oh, you things. you research. You went like you hours like, and hours Google Scholars on this shit. I, not. not <laughs> 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 oh, this is great. Uh, but before we divulge too much into eating just about everything in sight, I want to go back just a little bit with all three of you. I want to know the origin stories more or less. What got yeah, words are wonderful. <laughs> what got each of you guys <laughs> interested in art in the first place? Oh, do we, do we want to go in like intro order? I feel like Let's that's gonna be like the best turn. way to get through this with yeah, so three we're not people. Like, all, like, <laughs> that means I first okay, so, all of us. Okay, so I guess art for me would be like voiceover and voice acting. Uh, 
I, I originally, like way, way long ago, I had this old Blue Yeti microphone that I used for like online gaming with a bunch of my friends. Okay. And I somehow got sucked into the world of voice acting through, there's this uh, YouTuber called Ginger Ninja OWO. Yes. <laughs> uh, they were doing a comic dubbing series and it was done on Casting Call Club. Okay. And that's how I got introduced to Casting Call Club. And then from there, it just kind of spiraled. And now I'm here. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. We picked you up off the street and we took you, we took you home. <laughs> yeah. right I, was in a, I was in a cardboard box that said free. <laughs> we're like, this cat has a charming voice. We'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Danny, can we keep him? <laughs> oh, yeah, we already kept him. Oh, okay. I was just I'm already. I'd hope you kept me. I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I like how we say that, but like his icon is legitimately a cat. Like, I was just <laughs> thinking about that earlier yeah. in the podcast. Everyone's gonna look at our icons. Be like, who the fuck is the cat? The sad. <laughs> and like, what is going on here? Mine is me, so I'm good. There you yeah, go. yeah, you're on brand. But really you could also say it. I'm on brand. I am shocked and surprised. <gasps> Well, speaking of, speaking of staying on brand, Danny, how, what got you interested in art? It's like a little kid that like, oh, you're, you're drawing like triangles. But um, I didn't have like a super big interest into art until like, I'd say middle school where like I really got into like online animators like Jinja Ninja OWO. Like I got wow. really wow. Cats AMVs, but like I never read the Warrior Cats series except for the first first book. Um and then like when high school hit, I just I I just went down the deep and I was just like, I'm in art. This is my world. Uh but it wasn't until college that I realized that what I wanted to do was storyboard art. So that's where I am. Well, there we go. Danny, I have a quick question. Yeah. How many times did you watch Jinjin Ninja's uh, Moulin Rouge Warrior Cats map? I hate both of you. Don't even listen. I was waiting years for that shit. And then she, she, she posted the spoof and I fell in love with it even more. And then she posted the actual one. And I was like, what is going on? This, like, the animation blew my fucking mind. The fire and shit. I, oh, hmm. I'm glad me and Danny literally started from the same YouTuber. Like, did you guys like yeah. bump elbows I, at some point? Is like yeah, we, we, we shoved each other at some point. I mean, that's how we got here, right? Love <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah, a lot of shoving. It all started with one warrior cat. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Josh, the no. warrior cat. I'm going to put you back into the box and leave you on the Firestorm? <laughs> And Lane, how about yourself? What got you interested in art in the first place? Uh, well, growing up, uh, it was it was kind of like less like the internet. I was less involved in the internet. I was very late to the internet. Like uh, I've never used Tumblr. <laughs> um, oh, like we're we're prehistoric. I was good. like, Mom, can I have a Facebook? And she was like, No. Mm. Um, so. Yeah. So my dad was actually a tattoo artist. Oh, so cool. uh, the one thing we had in common was, you know, art. And um, so he would teach me how to draw eyes and mouths and the various fa pieces of a face. And then never taught me how to put them together. <laughs> um, 
love that. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> and I got to middle school um, and got real hyped about, like, fantasy art and and stuff like that. I got really inspired by, like, emo punk bands um, and their cover art and things like that. I, I was kind of, like, always in the mindset since I was, like, a very, very small child, since I could talk that I was going to be an artist and my mom uh, would say I was hell bent on it. Cause you know, little, little, little kid in overalls is like, I'm going to be an artist. And they say, sure you are, honey. And then, and then you do it. And they're like, Oh, okay. They were serious. College <laughs> kid in overalls says, <laughs> really? really? Not know. much has changed. <laughs> Same aesthetics. We got around about way of getting there. And, and then, and, high school I discovered like you could do things in animation I don't know where my brain was at my brain was like oh yeah the cartoons they make themselves I don't know how that happened I'm gonna be a painter or something um and then and then I realized oh I could I could do I could make the things move kind of and now I don't make the things move but I definitely do design the things that make the things move (laughs) yeah we're all we're all cobs in the machine <laughs> we a good machine look at this tractor go doot doot i was gonna say it, it, it's, it's funny i went to school for filmmaking and honestly like your mentality with animation that was the same with me with like films and such i didn't realize so i got to college oh people actually make films wait i can make films oh shit like <laughs> <laughs> for some reason it seemed very forward thinking for like all of the like the the whole generation to be like yeah robots make those <laughs> I, i've also seen a hot twitter take that was like adults shouldn't work in animation only children should i'm like have you been under the impression good sir that children make children's cartoons and first of all the legality yeah they do. The they, do. they do don't they it's just a bunch of kids on a bunch of cintiqs he shoved them in the room, gave them a cracker, and said, go at it. I'm sure if Here's we look at Korea or something break. like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we move on. Um, <laughs> now, uh, well, well, I was going to say, it's like, for me, with the, the filmmaking aspect, I at least thought, okay, like, filmmakers, they have to, like, know somebody in order to get the films. Which is not entirely wrong, but, you know. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so for, for you guys, when did it go from just kind of this like genuine love for this art to a passion and potentially making it your careers? Do we go in order again? Yeah, whatever. Whoever wants to go first. I mean, I'm first. Knowing okay. us, we'll all go at once, and then none of us will go. That is yeah. true. We're like three people trying to walk through the same door. Okay. It's awful. <laughs> okay, fine. Josh, the Danny, then Lane. There you go. <laughs> like, like the yeah, intro. Yeah. All right. So, it started to get to the point in like why I started doing a bunch of different cast and call club stuff. I swear, I looked back at them recently. They're terrible. It's <sighs> god awful, and I'm so happy. <laughs> but but I, I did a bunch of those and I slowly started to learn more and more about like the voice acting scene, started meeting more people. And then I was like, you can get paid for this. This is crazy. Uh, and I slowly started to move more into that 
uh, mindset as I figured out more and more about the voice acting scene, more about the indie scene, more about the pro scene. Mm -hmm. And now I've got like an agent and I'm doing commercial gigs and stuff and it's going really well. Which is incredible, nevertheless. I I was going to say, me personally, I'm trying to get in the voice acting myself. So the fact that you're at that point, like, I, I applaud you, my good person. Thank you. I tried really hard. <laughs> Angel Dust, what would you get here? Shut up! <laughs> is that Michael Coburn? <laughs> I'm going to sue. <laughs> oh, well, wait, no. before, you, before you fill out the paperwork, Danny, what, got you, what made this uh, love for art go to a passion and then your career? <laughs> So, uh, I guess I can trace it back to, like, my first quote-unquote animation, uh, which was in MS Paint for, like, a book project in school. And I was like, wow, I think I want to be an animator. And then I did animation. I was like, wow, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a lie. That's a mood! (laughs) And so I think that's, like, the, um, the art student wants to be an animator most art students kind of take that approach where they're like oh wow i really love animation and i want to make cartoons and then they actually start animating they're like oh do i want to do this but i i i learned that in the process of it i had a class uh called 2d animation production in, in college uh which is an oxymoron because we didn't do anything um i <laughs> I, there was with, nothing to produce in this production. I, along with five other students out of, like, 20, like, completely carried that entire film. And we didn't even finish it. Oh, but nice. I animated, like, probably a third uh, of the entire short. And after that, I was just like, damn, I really don't like this. But also, at the same time, I pitched, like, five different concepts. And I was, like, shitting out all these boards, like, in a week. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to draw all the pictures. I can just draw some of the pictures. Uh, So that's what I did. And um, a lot of teachers actually told me that I wouldn't make it. They were like, you're never going to get a job. And, like, no one's going to hire you. You might as well just, you know, stick to the fine art world. And I'm like, no, just because your dreams fail doesn't mean mine have to. So, uh... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm not getting into the NFT business. Thank no, God. Thank fuck. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's, at the end of the day, it's just a love for telling stories. And I choose to do that through the visual medium. I mean, it's a great way to definitely tell a story more than anything else. And now, last but not least, Lane. Um, I think, like, Again, from the get-go, I was, I was like a hell-bent child. Somebody told me I couldn't do something, and I spent my entire life being like, oh, I'm gonna, though. Um, you both just made your careers out of spite. I don't think I've met a single artist who's been like, you know, I had good supportive parents who were like, let me do art, and I didn't fight some type of system that was trying to restrict me from doing art as a career. All like, artists are punk as hell. Yeah, <laughs> arts are punk. that do NFTs. They don't know. Except NFTs. for them. That's that's rich dude bro energy, and that's, I don't want that here. They're not. They're, they're like using a template, and then they're just adding a bunch of effects to a template and selling it for um, billions of trees. It's using those uh, so Windows trees. Movie Makers fil- uh, filters. <laughs> PowerPoint slide presentation. 
so like so I, w- I was always really hellbent um high school uh decided to do um an art portfolio and then I I really got serious when it got to the point of that in between time between high school and college because I had filled sketchbooks I I volunteered at every art show I took AP art twice um I I that was all I did I was the art kid in high school um I was like really angry and bitter like the whole time but I was there and I was doing it I was hustling um and I got to that in between time of when like the flux of people being like hey this has been really fun, but you should really focus on something like being a politician or a doctor. I'm like, um, first of all, I don't cut people open. And second of all, I'm not a rat. So, um, here, um, here we are. Um, and I got to like that point in applications where it's like, what do you want to major in? And I would be like, one thing really, um, uh, I would, and, and I ended up applying to art school, um, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and I got rejected the first time I did. And I went to um, the college I went to, was really stressed out because I applied the week that they were closing the applications. Um, and I joined actually the drawing and painting major mm-hmm. because it was. I was like, I'm content with this life. No, I was not. But I was content with this life. Um, and then they announced they were opening an animation major and my brain went, that sounds freaking groovy, my guy. I'm going to yeah. do that. And, um, I loved it. Um, I ended up staying there even though I, I applied to the art school a second time and got accepted. Um, and that's when I, I started taking things super seriously in college. I, uh, was kind of a workaholic. I wanted to do all the extra things i did a whole lot of things like uh the animation club and was really gung-ho about like making this into a career and not just a fun thing i do and then i ended up doing that somehow (laughs) um because there's like a steep drop-off pipeline after college for like people who go into animation because it's so intense and rigorous and difficult in a very saturated market um and it's really about who you know um you don't need to go to college to do it um you just need to know good people who have faith in your skills um and also like timing and where you live and a bunch of garbage um (laughs) um so i think I think college was like where I was like, okay, we're done messing around. This is the trial run to prove everybody wrong, I guess. Um, I think so far you've proved everyone, everyone wrong. So I hope so. (laughs) My mom's like, good job. And I'm like, mom, (laughs) you know, (laughs) she's like, my kid works at name redacted. And I'm like, thank you, mom. (laughs) Thanks, mom. (laughs) Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. She's great. I love her. That's good. That's good to hear. I just like how you're like, mom. That doesn't go with the aesthetic of me hating everyone. <laughs> wow, mom. I'm really oh, cramping my punk rock style. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy a new pair of Converse and dip them in some mud. 
Go. I'm gonna <laughs> tighten my hoodie strings so I can't see anything. <laughs> I'm putting on more eyeliner so you can't tell I'm smiling. Well, it's... I don't know how that would work. <laughs> yeah, the eyes. I, I, do you, I got do lost. You, yeah, I, that, that analogy was terrible. It's okay. Yeah, the eyeliner well, is going from like the creases of your lips and then you're painting them down like a upside down Joker smile. I'm doing the Joker, baby. Oh my god. Yeah, but oh, instead god. we're gonna make you cry. <laughs> I'm I'm painting tears on my face there with my eyeliner. Like a sad clown. You're sad an, clown vibes. <laughs> you're an artist in many senses for and that's if that's the case. Uh, <laughs> God. Anyways, but it's awesome to hear that you guys are like getting these opportunities is absolutely incredible. But let's talk about the opportunity you guys are making for yourself more than anything else. And that is this incredible up and coming show that you're developing called Sheepish. Now Lane, you're probably gonna be the one that answers this more than anything else. How did this concept for the show come to be? I was in college. I was vibing. It was my junior year of college, and I was in my sketchbook. And I, I like, I made the character, but we kind of collectively made the story, like most of the story. Um, the character came up when I got really annoyed with myself because I wanted to be a character designer you know like everybody in animation school is like I'm gonna be a character designer you know it's hard apparently uh, I wouldn't know I do backgrounds um <laughs> here I am um but I was I I was like I'm gonna practice drawing animals and I hated it um I did it but I hated it and then I was like okay I'm gonna take what I learned from drawing animals and I'm gonna apply it to like character design ideas and I made this like angsty little black sheep in like an oversized really yellow peacoat with a teal scarf and I was like "Ooh, look you're so angry at the world and then I actually at the same time concepted out Sheepish's mom and Sheepish's grandmother um in that in that span of time and I just kind of like would doodle this character there never never really showed up in any projects I did in school. I was just like, this is here. Um, I gave it, like, a bit of a story of, like, angsty, small town, sheep, upset all the time, uh, wants to break out and, like, live their life. And then Anthony and Liam, um, I was practicing making character sheets, and they emerged from the rubble. I made Anthony, and I loved him from the moment I made him. I was actually really reluctant on Sweet Liam's child. character design. He's such a good boy. I was really nervous when making Liam because I, um, from the get-go, I knew Liam was going to be, um, like, for, for, like, Liam and Sheepish, I knew that they were going to be queer characters, um, and I didn't want to mess that up. Like, I'm a queer person, so, like, like I know something, I think. Um, uh, but I, I was really nervous and not wanting to make the character designs, like, exaggerated or caricatured in some way. Um, so, like, I settled with, like, re like, really just following the shape language and following, like, like real fashion from the internet, like, from subcultures and things like that for each character, um, and then, and then I met these guys, and they were like, we like this sheep, let's make a sheep. And I was like, okay, let's make a sheep. And now we have a sheep. <laughs> we got a sheep. We have a sheep. A sheep. Well, 
We all went to the sheep factory and picked one sheep. You can have one sheep as a sample. Let me, as see, a let, let me count the sheep. You got one sheep, two sheep, three sheep. Guys, guys, take the podcast. Take the podcast. It's really hard. That's it. I've got I've got the control panel. No. Anyways, um <laughs> Imagine character turns are really difficult when you gotta count how many turns of the sheep. Right. One, two. Uh, Falling asleep. I get real tired. Uh, hey, you're the one that decided to make it a sheep in the first place, so. <laughs> no. I never intended on this being a television show or anything. I was just like, a sheep. Here we are. <laughs> so, so when did it divulge from just like you know a sheet to you know this would be actually really cool for a show? Like when did it become more or less a reality to make it a reality? Well, I think that like came around the time that we all met. Uh, like we met on a previous indie project that um, is no longer in production, uh, and um, we didn't want to stop working with each other. So we decided to do a pitch day and we'd pick out whichever thing we liked the best and we'd try to make it like out of passion and stuff. And I wasn't originally going to pitch anything because I was like, oh, I don't have anything. I'm like this little mushroom kid idea over there. I have like this sheep that's way up on a shelf. Like, kind of. I had, like, written... I had, I didn't writ, write anything down for Sheepish. It was all in my head, and it was very much stream of consciousness that I got really good at repeating. Um, I think in that pitch meeting, there were about, like, seven different shows we pitched out uh, mm-hmm. from a few different people. And Sheepish was the one that we had. We just had to go yeah, with. Like we, we all, we we all, all were very really, attracted to we resonated. the entire idea. We resonated it. Mm-hmm. There we go. And, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, was it the the, the pitch day, uh, Danny and Josh, was it the pitch day where you guys were first introduced with the idea? And what exactly about it just drew you in? Um, it so wasn't for... the first time we were introduced to it. Uh, yeah. In the previous project, I Lane had mentioned very, very offhandedly sheepish existing. Okay. We didn't have a story yet because we had all – once we decided on Sheepish as the idea and it at the pitch meeting had like these basic concepts that we wanted to explore with it, we went in a bit more deep on the story at that point. But beforehand, we just had a few illustrations and kind of a vibe and a few things that we wanted to discuss through the show if it were to be the one we picked. And it ended up being the one we picked. So Lane actually told me about it like a couple weeks uh, before we finished that project that we were on. And I remember hearing about it and they're like, yeah, I don't know what I want to do about it, but this is where the story is so far and what the idea of the show is supposed to be about. And I was like, this sounds really, really good. Uh, And then we had the pitch meeting and all three of us, uh, not including Lane, because Lane pitched it, uh, Becca, Josh, and I, we were just like, this is something big. Like we all were just like resonating with it. We were all like... uh, queer people and our own identities and we there was something about the character something about the concept and the idea that was wrapped all around it that it was something big like it was very emotional like i'm i'm talking this is a spiritual connection if i believed in god this would be it there we go i don't believe in god i believe, I in, believe sheep. in sheep sheep god no hallelujah do we not remember from the gartic phone section freaking sheepish is a god oh boy yeah sheepish is a god a minor god but a god nonetheless 
Uh, demigod. <laughs> demigod, there we go. Yeah. Now, I know we've already talked a lot Fallen about from it. Grace. <laughs> Fallen from Grace. There we go, Fallen from Grace. Now, we've already talked a lot about Fallen Sheepish. Fallen from Grace. <laughs> we've already talked a lot about Sheepish, but for those who may not already know, how would you guys describe Sheepish? Uh, oh, um, boy. Land- <laughs> I give, the, I give the talking stick. You have oh, the I got conch. The, <laughs> the conch. Um, sheepish is, like I said, it started with the sheep and then it expanded from there. Um, it's it's kind of about growing up in a small southern coded area and being a queer person coming to terms with being queer on top of a lot of other things. Like it's a, it's a very interpersonal show. I feel like a lot of adult shows go two ways, like a very episodic, larger world stakes type thing. Like if you think like, um, uh, Shira or something like that, very like big world ending stakes, or you go to something that is more like, um, like Bojack, which is very interpersonal conflict. Like the world's not going to end if Bojack is an asshole. Um, but it will affect the world around him. Um, like that's kind of like sheepish is very interpersonal in the way of, um, coming to terms with conflicts, uh, going to that like age of like, you're almost an adult, but nobody treats you like an adult, but you're, also still a kid and everybody's like well you don't get to be a kid but you don't get to be an adult and also you got to figure out your whole life because you're running out of time but also like you're can you like haven't even felt like you've gotten to live yet kind of like being the literal black sheep like in your own like societal placement um and each character uh anthony liam and sheepish are um their trio each one of them is like to represent a different like social status in like high school so sheepish is the outcast black sheep that nobody can seem to remember the name of um anthony is like a drug dealing anteater who most of his friends are just people who want to buy weed from him and is very much good friends with gifted burnout gifted burnout kid uh he was like i'm going somewhere and then decided i don't want to do that anymore (laughs) That's There's no place I see going worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm gonna, I, I don't, I don't know where I'm at without this, like, gifted status. And then Liam is like, everybody loves Liam, and he's very popular. But um, Liam is also kind of stuck in the societal, like, loop of, he's very popular with popular kids because of his, like, queer identity, and is, is kind of, like, tokenized on that level. But because of where they live, he he's kind of trapped by the dichotomy of I stay, um, I stay tokenized and I stay safe or I become a target if I'm not within that realm. It's like a weird societal protection and it gets talked about later. Um, so they kind of converge at this point of, like, all coming from different hierarchies of popularity of status of home life of wealth um and uh how they like maintain their friendship and how their friendship kind of interacts with this like slowly unsteadying world that they're running into at full force blindly like running through a very brightly lit door and you have 
absolutely no idea what's on the other side while also like like they they're like sheepish is at that point of i've never lived before i've just kept my head down i've kept going i've kept going and liam's at that point of i've done everything that everybody wants of me i've been everything everybody wants of me and anthony's like i don't know who i am anymore without the status that was given to me kind of thing and they're all trying to deal with that and then also confront past things they've dealt with with their whole life like parents and expectations and all this stuff so it's very like interpersonal and close talks about some hard topics um and how society plays a role in how we view ourselves i guess if that makes sense um i don't know about the audience or whatnot but i know for me personally like i not only understand that but i like completely like relate to that personally with you know just kind of each person's identity and what they're struggling with is, is something that i guess for everyone growing up they struggle with in one aspect for another for the most part there are some people that you know everyone reacts differently but i know that for a lot of people like that's a constant struggle in one aspect for another um i was gonna say josh and danny is there anything that lane didn't say that you guys want to add when it comes to the description <laughs> Yeah. No, Lane pretty much covered a lot of it. Danny, oh, yeah. Danny knows a lot about it as well. Yeah, but Danny like, helps me and Danny co-write it. So it's <laughs> it's a very it's a very personal and dear to us project because like with all of us growing up in kind of southern coded like smaller towns, we we have a very personal connection with one or another of these characters, possibly all of them. So this. <laughs> Very much a passion project. Me for writing all of, us. all of them. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. That's oh, geez. <laughs> uh, yeah. I going off of what Lane said, like with how relatable all the characters are. Like, I feel like no matter what your life trajectory was and is, you can find some kind of I don't know, like f- resonance with the idea of being a black sheep because. I have, and I'm pretty sure we all have. Cause it's just like it's it's a trope, and it's a really well written trope because a lot of people can relate to it. And so I think the real draw of Sheepish, at least for me, is that you can just plop yourself in any of the characters' shoes at any point in their story, and you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can't resonate with one of the main three, there are, are side characters who mm-hmm. have like deeper things going on like rodney is a character that we haven't like fully talked about with everybody he's like infamous yeah he's infamous he's our little boy he's a little dirt man he's very much like that incelly terrible boy you met in school like uh the superiority complex southern boy like likes to wear his boots dirtied up drive revs his truck around town he has like a net back baseball cap (laughs) he's just he's just gross he's gross you know the one but like i I I can say that i love rodney (laughs) Yeah, we all know the Spits one. dip on the floor. He's like he's kind he's not as southern coded as that in my <laughs> I, mind. I he's very much yeah. like like a Jersey redneck. Okay. I guess. Okay, fair. So enough. like a northern redneck. Um uh, like similar but different, I guess just an accent. Um maybe that's uh, just my projection on him. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's objectively in description a terrible sounding character, but I love him because I know what he goes through and how he changes as a character um there's also like 
um, Avery, which Danny made, Avery, um, and a couple of other characters who come into the fold. Like, Sheepish's mom is, like, a thing that we talk about. And, um... Oh, Sheepish's mom. Sheepish's mom. Sheepish's mom. Oh, yeah. Love Sheepish's mom. Um, A big thing with Sheepish is that you you see all these descriptions of like small town life being comfy and cozy and a lot of this description of high school life being like best years of our life mm-hmm. or if it is shown off in any like negative capacity it's like cartoonishly yeah, like time to shove simple. you in a locker time for a swirly dweebus like uh, yeah we're nitty, trying nitty, to show nitty. we want to show this without like the rose tinted goggles that it's normally shown mm-hmm. with right and give it for what it really is, which is just a mess. You're like, who fucking likes high school, really? Yeah, and the, like, I'll say the people that like high school are the people, high are, school. <laughs> the people that like high school are still in their hometown, like going to like high school football games all the time. Either that, or like they haven't matured past high school, which is really sad because it's like there's so much of the world out there that you just gotta experience, and you can't stay in your bubble all the time. So it it's. I think it's going to be really refreshing to write a story that doesn't focus on, like, yes, we have tropes, but, like, it's not, like, the high school tropes of, like, oh, my God, I'm going to prom. Oh, I'm going to ask this boy out. I hope he says yes. You know, sort of thing. And it's, like, it's complicated. Like, children are fucking savages, dude. Like, they just... Especially nowadays. They're insecure. They're hormone-ridden. And they just want to take it out on the world. And sometimes you're in the way. So it's... Collateral damage. Yeah, that's like that's cheap. That's the life of sheepish. They're collateral damage for everything. It's also it's also at a certain point in it is sorry, my whole brain thought just went away. It's it's kind of like we're passing the brain cell. Yeah. Like in the story, I don't think it would be acceptable to like paint each of these characters as good people. Um, I wouldn't paint them as bad people. There is only there are very very few characters in Sheepish that are unforgivably bad people. Like I'm not into the trope of no one's evil. And it's like no, some people are evil. Everyone, <laughs> some people are really bad. Like, but I don't think like everybody is terrible. And it's very much you get to see the sides of everybody's life and then you get to understand why people are doing what they're doing even though they seem like terrible decisions and horrible things to do. You look at the the perspective of their life and it's like, well, I see why you're doing that. None of it's meant to be an excuse for any of the characters. Oh, yeah. But it's kind of to be that insight of no, but everybody, I think currently- Everybody has something going on. Yeah, I think in current day, because of social media and everything, we think that we know everything about a person and their lives and can make and pass judgment that way. When we can't, we really can't. We don't know what's going on in their lives. It doesn't mean it's an excuse, but it's but it's like if, if you are genuinely not understanding why somebody did something the way they did, it's probably because you just don't know them. Like, um... It's it's kind of it, it it does like some of the characters do get really dicey later on um, in like what we have planned story wise and it, it's kind of it's kind of like in the Owl House 
Um, I don't know if every spoilers for Owl House. No spoilers, please. I somebody have. Okay. (laughs) Spoilers for Owl House. Um, uh, in the show, The Owl House, you think Amity Blight is a terrible person for being for stopping being Willow's friend, right? And then you get the perspective that Amity was pressured by her parents to not be friends with Willow anymore. And that context of, I didn't want to stop being your friend. I had to stop being your friend because there were going to be really, really big, bad consequences like that. I didn't have control over because I am a child. If I, if I don't do this thing, like that, this kind of like, it's an explanation for what happened and it is up to everybody else and Willow to accept that for what it is or or to forgive it or whatever like you know like that's a big part of the show is like there the things happen behind closed doors that not everybody's privy to the information about exactly i guess i mean yeah that's one of the things i absolutely love about this concept what little we have seen so far is the fact that more than anything else it seems just grounded more than anything else because it's not like as as easy as it would be to go out into the world just point that person's absolutely amazing that person's the worst person in the world there are occasions like that but for the most part everyone's got something different life life is a different experience for everyone and i appreciate the fact that with the characters that you've developed so far and the things that you've shown us it, it shows just how real life can be even with these unique characters that you don't see in everyday life mm-hmm mm-hmm I mean, that, I don't know. I, I'm sorry if I took the words out of your mouth or whatnot, but that's no, no. So did you correct? Yeah. I mean, uh, another major like thing with that is obviously the representation you've had with each and every single one of these characters. Like you've emphasized that you know they're all part of the spectrum in one aspect for another, or most of them are in the spectrum in one aspect for another. But at the same time, you're not parading it around like some shows might do. You're just it, okay. This is that. Like, you know, they are this, mm-hmm. they are that. How important was it for you to have that representation the way that you're showcasing it? We, representation was really important in the whole process of, like, casting, writing, everything about that. Um, because, like, when when we were casting, Josh. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you remember I was like we were really hell bent on picking a non-binary voice actor for Sheepish? Like I didn't want to compromise on that. That's that's something that we pretty much were very focused on trying to get for Sheepish. We want to make sure that, especially in the voice acting side of things, on my end, that people are represented in their roles Mm -hmm. because the thing the the stuff that somebody who's actually experienced can bring to a role and how much people who have roles that are like near and dear to their heart because they feel like them Mm -hmm. that's important to have especially like in voice acting and as like for me and lane like we're both non-binary and it I can't speak entirely for Lane, but for me at least, it's refreshing and it's validating to see someone um, come in and kind of take the reins and be like, yeah, I'm non-binary, I'm going to do my best and I resonate with this character and I'm going to really fill in the shoes, pretty much. 
so like I'm very excited to like see the end product no matter how it comes when it comes like I'll be there duh <laughs> like uh, <laughs> at least I hope I will be. I sure hope so <laughs> I hope so. I'm not kicking you out Danny you're fired <laughs> no oh, no Josh you're fired no <laughs> oh no it's a firing triangle <laughs> but yeah it, it's I know I'll definitely get emotional about it. Like when that day oh, comes. Oh, I'm going to cry. You see it on, on screen and we're just like, oh my God. I'm not going to show oh, yeah. up. I'm going to be in my bed sobbing. Yeah. I'm gonna, I will if, never if show it, up about Sheepish. The first time it goes on air anywhere, I am going to be curled up fetal position in a ball crying. It's gonna hopefully happen. we'll be all in Scotland just like partying. Yeah, we're all... We're all <laughs> <laughs> we've made this like agreement that we're all gonna see like go to scotland to see becca and then maybe yeah. live there who knows yeah and then maybe live there maybe, stay, maybe never leave take me yeah. with you um, <laughs> but it, it was really important mm-hmm. and i think kieran is like the best mm-hmm. person we could have picked like they are I, I remember we were for the role they have they have we brought so much yeah, I remember we were going through auditions, and I, I was like, oh, I'm torn between all these people. And then I got on Twitter, and I was scrolling through Twitter, and I came across a voice demo. And I, like, went to Josh. I was like, hey, points at phone. What about this one? And then it turns out they auditioned and was one of the people we were debating between. And I was like, this works out great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a lucky like- there. As my grandmother would say, it's a god thing. It's a god, god thing. thing. It's a Jesus thing. did that. I'm gonna have Liam's mom say that. <laughs> yes, please. It's Dude. written. It's a god thing. <laughs> I was gonna it's say. It's too I, late, Danny. You spoke it. There you go. I, I want to say I'm glad that you brought the casting because the casting you've had so far, it's only the, the main three so far, but even then, like having mm-hmm. Kieran Strange, absolute amazing casting choice with that one. Um, having uh correct me if I'm with this one, Anthony being voiced by Brendan Blaber or Jello Apocalypse, which believe it or not, this is the mm-hmm. second time I have mentioned, he's been mentioned on this podcast because he is also voicing the lead for Wildcard and I had that crew on the podcast. He's a dandy dude. He's a dandy mandy. He's, he's a dandy dude. And then for Liam, we got this like new up and comer. I'm trying to, the, the no, names are fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> we we no. have the Claude. <laughs> Absolute Claude. No, I'm joking. We have the wonderful Josh here voicing Liam. Uh I wanna say, like, when it comes to the casting and such, like I, I can only imagine with the help of new uh No Studio in particular, if I remember correctly, because I remember seeing the casting call through there. I actually tried to be Anthony, but you guys went with Jell no, I'm joking. That was actually the better choice, in my opinion, a million times over. Great job, you know, having him on board. But <laughs> when it comes to the casting, like how important was it? Like how tough was the process? I should ask. When it comes to finding oh. these characters, <laughs> well, uh, I met Josh and I was like, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, that was, was like... that was a, a lot of that was on me and uh, Reese. Uh, Reese spent a lot of time going through. Gosh, Reese! So so so, so many auditions that we got for each character. I don't remember the exact number, but it was a lot. Trust me. It was but two. It was, it was two. It was, it was like, I think we got 600 for Anthony and like, I apologize for mine. <laughs> like six to 800 for Anthony. And then less than that for sheepish because of our, our, because of our specification of they, 
should be non-binary. We got backlash uh, for that. It was so upsetting. Shrug. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, how dare? Don't come into my sheep it's house important. and demand things. My sheep house. <laughs> my but sheep we, house. we spent a lot of time whittling down the list uh, before we heard a lot of it because just making sure that there was like an audio check on everything. So some of the auditions just had to be like tossed because audio quality wasn't up to snuff. Some of them had to be tossed because, like, didn't follow anything at all. Right. So we we end up at the very end of auditions with our top tens in each of them. And we spent exceedingly, exceedingly long. <laughs> me, Lane, it's and Reese. <laughs> it's my fault. It's fine. We, we got an amazing cast. And I... they were all unlabeled. They were all unlabeled. We didn't want to completely do bias on any of them. I because think I insisted to go through the first 10 all the way through, and yeah. I could tell everyone was so annoyed. No, <laughs> I, I wanted to hear all the first 10. I, I think everybody was like, God, Lane's never going to pick up anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went through all of them many a time. We debated on them for quite a while, and so we eventually we had a lot of very, very talented people come through. And mm -hmm. we just eventually landed on the ones that we landed on. Oh, yeah. We're, hopefully, once it comes to the point where we need more characters, we'll have another. Right, right. But I'm, I'm not sure when that will be. Yeah. I'm just hoping yeah. that that Liam guy can deliver because, you know, I've heard shaky things about hoping him. That Liam, yeah, he's pretty yeah, shy. That can Liam guy's going to get Josh's kicked off and you can get an audition. Liam. Oh, I, can have, you? I have Josh's audition for Liam on the iPad I'm talking to everybody through. I found it the other day again. You um, found it? Josh auditioned for both Liam and Anthony, and I went... You can't send either of them in this chat. Hey, I, I hope you know. Hey, sheepster. Hey, sheepster. Yeah, I used that, that is voice. not the voice. I used that voice. That's what I sounded like. Uh, well, you're fired. <laughs> you know... Post, there's an opening, there's an audition happening right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, um, that's not... uh, no, but like, that's it's incredible to know just kind of the amount of effort and more or less a labor of love this project has basically become at this point. And I mean, with how much you guys have invested in it so far, are you guys, uh, with how much you guys have invested so far, as well as kind of what you've shown to the people? You've already got developed like quite a following with this. I've noticed. Are you guys surprised with how much people are loving the project already? Even though there's, you know, a f like a few things in comparison to what some people might be teasing for stuff. Lane I will is. say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was very nervous when like we we reached like we were reaching one thousand. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, I, I I'm not prepared for all these people. They're looking at us. Ah, close the blind. <laughs> oh yeah, Josh I've and Becca are like the higher extroverted ones out of us. Um, <laughs> me and Danny are like, "We're gonna take cover. We're gonna go stand over here. You guys do this. <laughs> not gonna touch it." <laughs> Which is really funny because we we like write it. We're like, oh, here's all the things about the characters, and we're like, oh, you have. I gotta go. My mom called. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! I mean, I, I. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's amazing how grounded these characters are. That makes people instantly able to connect with them. I think that's. You can correct me if I'm wrong. That's what a lot of people seem to be connecting to more than anything. I'm I'm very happy that they are because like I mean that's that's the 
that's the that's idea. The, that's, that's what we're, what we're going trying for. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it, it is really touching because like, I think, what was it like the first like like above five hundred followers? Like, we got our first fan art or something, and it was the cutest drawing on like a piece of paper and i'm like i want to hang it on the fridge mm-hmm. oh <laughs> yeah it's so sweet i and love now, every bit of fan art yeah we we get fan art every once in a while and i'm just like this is real this this is real it's like happening. we're doing something um and people are watching which is amazing but also terrifying <laughs> i can only imagine i can only imagine uh, <laughs> goodness well i mean i I mean i can tell you right now at least you know personally speaking the fans are absolutely excited for whatever you guys are going to be making Mm -hmm. next i know the big thing that's been teased is maybe potentially a kickstarter correct me if i'm wrong um we are looking into like a couple different avenues with we have a few options that we're looking through we were originally going through like full steam ahead towards a Kickstarter. And now we've had some other things come up that are also options. Mm-hmm. And we want to explore our avenues, is all I'm saying. Fair enough. Yeah. There are some yeah. things we legally just cannot say. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're like, we're sorry. I would say, trust me, when it comes to NDAs sorry, and all stuff like yeah, that, we'll when it comes to NDAs and all that kind of stuff, trust me, I do not want you guys to have this dream crushed just because you said one thing a little too much. <laughs> I completely and utterly yeah. understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's still full possibility that we end up going through with a Kickstarter and mm-hmm. having that go through because we have our, our trailer is still in production. It's mm-hmm. pretty far along into said production. Mm-hmm. And it, we would definitely have that on the Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, more than anything else, it's nice to know that the options are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Animation is expensive. Yes. It's a lot of money. It's money. Yeah. It's, it's very, very expensive. Check Trust out me. our Patreon. <laughs> Check out our Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm already part of the Patreon, and link will definitely be in the oh, description below. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say link, Shari. No, that was part of the, Chapion, uh, the Patreon chat with the Discord server, which oh, you can yeah. be a part of yeah. if you, which you can be a part of if you were part of the Patreon. Um. <laughs> There's also a general Discord. Um, yes. But yeah, we're, we're active every once in a while. We try to keep in touch. Yeah, we do try to stay active. Um, it's it's a little hard for some of us. Uh, most, I think, Josh and Becca are in university, and um, I, I'm i currently working full-time right. um, in in background art animation for a studio um so time we have like off and on again times like interact we try but we're also a lot of like introverted very skittish people (laughs) i mean if nothing else just like the characters you guys all have lives everyone has a different experience of what they're going through yeah (laughs) yeah But but nevertheless, people do got lives. They they do have lives. But nevertheless, I want to ask: with everything you guys have got invested so far, and seeing kind of the support that's already been there in one aspect for another, how's the entire experience of developing the show been for each one of you? I'll I'll be completely honest. It's been one of the coolest things that I've done. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm so honored to be a part of such a cool team of people making something so personal and dear to all of us 
And I, I am so excited every time we get an update or every time we see something progress. It's just, it's amazing seeing this keep going. I'll have to agree, because like, when, when the project we were on before finished wraps, uh, I got a message uh, saying like, oh, hey, do you guys want to come, or do you want to come this to this pitch we're going to do? And like, we would love to have you on as like storyboard artist for whatever gets chosen. I'm like, really? You want me? Yeah, I remember it was, it was me, Josh, and Becca who were like, oh, yeah, this is good. We'll do this. <laughs> and I was like, hey, <laughs> we should fight this Danny kid. <laughs> Danny. Like, I, I mean, I still have those moments where I'm just like, I'm I'm doing something. Like it, It's it's hard to remember because, like, like I just said, life's going on. Right. This year, past year, utter shit fire. But Tell me about it. Remember, oh, yeah. like, oh, I'm yeah. in this project. Uh, it, it's like, I don't know, every once in a while you just gotta stop and be like, oh my god, I'm I'm a part of something that's, like, bigger than me. Oh, yeah. Um, like, when we started this, like, Sheepish's, I believe, I believe Sheepish's birthday is November 24th because that was the day we started. We we yeah. agreed to do Sheepish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, Sheepish is a Sagittarius. Um, <laughs> oh, I knew it. Sorry, I know. We were aiming for Aries because of the sheep thing, but it's not going to work out. It just doesn't. Um, um, I remember leading up to that, like the p- pandemic hit when I graduated college. Ooh. And so I was inside mm-hmm. and I met these ones on a on the other project. And then that project closed. And I, I like throughout that whole time, I was like really depressed. Like uh, I was burnt out. Out beyond all belief oh, yeah. my senior film took everything out of me and then we started doing this and it was like fast from the get-go like I started producing a ton of artwork right off the bat for it and it was like this is what we're doing a sheep a sheep we have motivation again and friends now <laughs> and oh my god how'd this happen so it was it was it's all it's all been great like we contact each other like almost every day we are in constant loop, um, which is, like, crazy because, like, before, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, you were in Cali, and then Becca's in uh, Scotland, so that's, like, an eight-hour time difference. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I would rather die. <laughs> like, then, it's so, a good thing we're, like, we, we're now limited to two time zones now, so that's yeah. that's a little bit better. <laughs> Nobody move! Uh oh. I'll say, unless it's Josh closer to the East Coast, but. <laughs> Josh, come on. Come on. Yeah, come down East Coast here. sounds boring. Josh, come down here. Come Ohio on. sounds boring. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was going to say you're going to say boring. Ohio is boring. Wait, sorry. At least it... there's like water. <laughs> well, I was going to say, when it comes to Ohio, isn't like the joke. There's a joke. What is it? Ohio has like the most astronauts, so you know Ohio is bad when people are literally leaving Earth to get out of Ohio. (laughs) There's a lot of people that don't want to be here. It sucks ass. (laughs) Josh is one of them. I'm one of them. Get me out. The force is keeping me in. Be a beach boy. I can't be a beach boy. (laughs) Ohio doesn't have a beach. Josh will literally burn in the sun from his Ohio cloudy skies. (laughs) Like uh, he will turn into a toaster crisp like bad uh, i was gonna say josh if it makes you feel a little bit better i was born in illinois you see why i was forced to get out of there um <laughs> one of those states I, too many vowels 
<laughs> That's where y'all are from. States with too many vowels. Josh, like, 75% of your state is vowel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lane, you're, 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 you're speaking pretty high and mighty for someone who lives in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, we for someone living in we Georgia. Got we got another G. We got three. We got three constants. Josh has one whole constant. <laughs> I do. Yeah. This is, this is something I must live with. Uh, but going back to our conversation before we divulge too much into going to the 50 States song. Um, anyways, <laughs> with, with all that you guys have developed so far for the fans at home, what should we expect in the future? Ooh. I think we are still in development. Um, we do have an animatic for the trailer, um, nearly ready. Um, we're doing notes and stuff on it. Um, and we would we would like to come up with funding to get it animated because um, we're kind of a group of people who are designers and storyboard artists and not animators. Well, Brooke animates. Brooke yeah. animates. I don't well, want to we're not going to ask her to do a four-minute. I'm not going to be like, hey, no. can you do all of this by yourself? Um, thanks. Bye. <laughs> like, no. Sayonara. Here, take it, and we'll leave. Sayonara. Brooke. Brooke does a good job. It's wonderful. Brooke does a good job, and I'm, like, so scared of Brooke. I'm like, oh. I, like, I've met people who go to Brooke's school who work with me now, and I'm like, you scare me. <laughs> what is happening? I went to a state school. Y'all are like, I'm here. I, uh, wow. And I'm like, ah, I'm blinded. Stop it. Whips, hair, sparkles. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much how it is. That's how every meeting is every single day. Very exaggerated animated sparkles, mind you. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> anime eyes. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, I mean, nevertheless, um, I know that I, oh, sorry, Dan, you want to say something? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. I was going to say, nevertheless, like, I know whatever is going to be coming next, I'm going to be one of these several at this point, and hopefully a hell of a lot more before too long. That's going to be absolutely amped for whatever's going forward. But let's let's dream up something a little extra. Um, I'll say, let's say I'm Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you guys, and I'm like, look, what you guys are producing is absolutely amazing, and I cannot get enough of it. We want to create basically the dream project for each of you. So given, you know, resources to everyone and everyone that ever exists in the industry and more money than there should be available. Jesus Christ, someone take this money away from me. Uh, what would be the dream project and why is it just a full on sheepish like 20 season run? <laughs> I don't think a 20 season yeah, run. I don't think 20 seasons. <laughs> if we're trying to make a serialized thing, it might poop out at season yeah, like it is four. Yeah, it's just sheepish in retirement and is Yeah, senile. sheepish is old and it's dead. Like, I used to be a part one. I, like, we've talked about like what best case scenario would be, and I think we decided on um, like a three season run would be BS yeah. thing with a possibility for a short epilogue season like I think mm -hmm. um all like we would prefer it be hand animated um too which is unfortunately more expensive well not unfortunately I appreciate artists artwork I just yeah. we don't have that much money at the moment but if we did I, all hand animated um like 
like it, like we kind of taking a book out of Alex Hirsch's page of having like a definite end for your series um because sometimes you get the rug swept out from under you and it's like well oops didn't see that one coming um so we we've act, we have like a whole timeline written down of of like where we're trying to head story-wise and arc-wise and character-wise because yeah. it's very character-driven. It's actually a very hectic timeline because we have, like, this giant dock and, like, each character has, like... Their own, own shit column. going on. And then each character also has their own, like, timeline area and it all lines up with each other and it's... I spent so much time writing that for everyone. <laughs> I was like, don't talk to me, I'm busy. I'm... Because I, up until that point, I had written nothing of Sheepish on anything. And this was, like, in the last, like, five months that I wrote this doc. Lynn <laughs> and I, like, we got together for, like, I, I think it was just, like, a week straight where you're just like, all right, this happens and this happens and this happens mm-hmm. and this happens. And, like, Lane, what is ha- what's happening here? What character does here? Blah, blah, blah. Don't touch that. It's, it, and it's within some fire. Within that week, we drew closer as people. Oh, yeah. And we have a meme <laughs> document. We have oh, a yes. meme document. I love the meme document. Oh, I love yeah, that. Meme document. Oh, I got... It's literally in the in the doc that's like, um, Netflix approved, not Netflix approved. Please do not open, yeah. I think. We have it sealed with a fucking, like, wax stamp. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I would like to it's request... Got, uh, a pentagram uh... on it. <laughs> okay, I gotta start getting, like, what, lamb's blood or something like that so I can get access to that document because that just sounds... <laughs> Oh, it's good. It's great. Oh, I can't. I like to think we're fun. I remember the time we sat down and told Kieran everything that was going to happen in the series, and Kieran was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is yeah." Fine. Th- by the way, this happened. They're just like, "What? Oh my god! What did I get myself into?" <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Oh yeah. You mean this sheep does this? The sheep could do that? What? What happens to the sheep? Uh oh. Uh oh. Pookie's coming. Uh oh. Spaghetti. Are like on the same uh oh wavelength because we know what the uh oh is. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Those are some weird sounding owls. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Anyways. The entire series is just sheepish slipping over bananas that get increasingly larger and slippier. Slippier? Yeah. Covered in baby oil. Leave it alone. I have several questions, but I'm not going to ask. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> but... Sadly, we gotta come down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality just a little bit. And I want to ask the ever so yeah. generic question: Where do you guys hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now? Oh God! Hopefully, making the show. Yeah, hopefully, making this show. Like, hopefully, making not, this show. Like, close to finishing it. Like, I mean, that's not oh, real. Yeah. yeah, no, animation's a hot. Minute. But if we're talking ten years, then yeah, it should be finished. <laughs> the but, entire thing. Uh, done all of it all two episodes why does that make me sad <laughs> no. all two episodes oh no uh, all two episodes how does that work i won't tell i won't tell <laughs> i won't tell mm-hmm. i'll never mm-hmm. tell 
I don't think there's any need to tell. Um, <laughs> anyways, as we're winding down this interview, I just got one last question I want to ask you guys. Obviously, each of you are heavily entrenched in art in one aspect or another. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Whew. That's, that's a big one. That's the big one. That's the one that like I got asked a lot in art school. Really? Why is art important? Why art? Why? Uh, why do art do how? <laughs> I feel like everybody just needs to express themselves in mm -hmm. some kind of way that's yeah. healthy. And a I'm, lot of the time, that's through art. A lot of the not, time, it's through animation, through shows, yeah. through cartoons, through yeah. voice acting, through acting. A lot of that is just expression of yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that in some other way, then art is yeah. the best way to do it. And yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's all about, like, human connection. And, like, art is all about finding yourself but and also finding yourself in other people's art and asking questions and, like, just constantly questioning what's around you. I think that's the big point of art is just, like, you want answers. You want answers of, like, who are other people? How do they live? Like, what do they feel? What do they enjoy? And so, like, I think at the end of the day, art is all about, like, just getting to know your neighbor, you know, getting to know the world as a whole. Like, there's so many art forms from so many different cultures and so many different countries. And it's, like, it's all beautiful. Yeah, I think art, especially in the context of entertainment, is really important in the way of keeping everybody sane. Like, mine's a yeah. bit more, like, one... Like, it keeps everybody sane, like, especially in the world we live right now. Like, if oh, yeah. Netflix and YouTube and everything did not exist during the COVID-19 pandemic, everyone would have lost their entire mind. Oh, yeah. I think that was, like, one of the only things keeping society together as a whole was, like, mm -hmm. ooh, Netflix. Ooh. Now I can channel my yeah. unbridled rage. <laughs> like, that's kind of what happened. And, and like... I like it's important to like keep people entertained and remind people they're not alone and like that like through characters and stories that situate to to realize that your situation even though it sucks somebody's been through it before um somebody has dealt with this before and they have made it through it and um I don't know you can too it's hope it's hopeful yeah, yeah. I can't think of a better way to word it myself, honestly. Um, that's all the questions I have for you guys. Um, I've already showered you all with a bunch of praise, but I'm going to shower you with more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, <laughs> obviously, I've said... Yeah, that, fuck, uh, the <laughs> fuck the rules. Fuck the rules. Fuck the rules that you instated and now you're enforcing. Let's go. <laughs> um, I just want to say, like, I first heard of this project you know, through the uh, casting call for the characters. Um, because I'm, like I said before, I'm trying to get in the voice acting myself. Uh, but even past, like, the casting call, seeing what you guys have and seeing what's there and seeing just how how much love and support and passion is going into this project more than anything else is absolutely outstanding and wonderful. It is something that I instantly like grabbed a hold of the instant I saw even a hint of these characters. Um, I, I cannot get enough of what I've seen and to know that it is in the hands of a wonderful group of people that are just as passionate as anyone could be for a project 
it makes me excited for whatever's going to be happening next because I know that whatever story is going to be told is going to be one of the best stories ever told, no matter what. So I want to say to each and every one of you, thank you for what you've done so far. Um, definitely keep going because something this is going to be something special. Like I personally think this is going to be something absolutely outstanding. I cannot wait for the finished product, however that may come one way or another. And I know I'm one of the few right now, but hopefully one of the many in the long run that is going to be rooting for you guys every single step of the way. So thank you for what you're doing so far, and thank you guys for your time. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for, you having, for us. having us. Oh, me and Josh had the same line. Same thing. Uh, Josh, uh, read, your read, read your line off your card. <laughs> Stop it. I gave you the cards for a reason. Uh, no, no I'm looking, you're looking at mine. No, we shall leave in it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. We're a bunch of weirdos. And you know. <laughs> And you know what? That's what's going to make the show absolutely amazing because if it was done by, you know, straight-faced people... Normal people? Then if it was, if it was <laughs> done... going to say straight people. I was going to say, if it was done... If it was going to be done by no the normies... <laughs> I love how Danny said no straight people allowed, and then I got kicked from the call. I see how it's going to be. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I literally said after that, I was like, oh, my God, the podcast is going to end on that. We're going to get canceled. Demolished. <laughs> no straight people allowed, and then you get evaporated. I, I'm going to say I am an ally <laughs> at the very stop. least, but nevertheless, I like how that was said, and then I'm the one that's kicked. I see how it's going to be. I'm not control this podcast anymore. It's Apparently, Danny is. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, stop Danny, stealing things. Stop stealing. Stop it, Danny. Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> okay. Aww. Okay. Deep breath. Everything's good now. <laughs> Everything's recording. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Good. Everything's okay. Okay. <laughs> for the people that don't already know, go ahead and plug your stuff for the people at home. Oh, shit. Do I know my ads? <laughs> I know my ads. <laughs> knows I everything. know all. Hello. Um, Follow me at TunnelVA on Twitter and Tunnelberg on YouTube. Also, look at my website, Josh A. Waters Voices. Let's go. Hey. Uh, I just saw your nuts. Uh, my Twitter is at Danny underscore Stone underscore. My uh, website, if you want to check it out, is uh, DannyLion.art. Nope. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, you can follow uh, me at, on Twitter at Lane underscore M underscore Inc. Because I'm complicated. Uh, you can also follow the Sheepish Twitter at um, Sheepish Series. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, also... I believe there is an underscore in between. There is no? not. No, there is not. There's not. Okay. Um, you can follow us there. Um, we also have our Discord link up there as well. If, if you want to join us in Flopcast, where we do streams and games and have a good old time, uh, you can uh, contact me at, at my Twitter. Uh, and my website is lanemorgan.ink, like ink, um, for portfolio and uh, any business inquiries. And also, lastly, yeah. don't forget about the Sheepish yeah. Patreon, yeah. which you guys should all be a part of. Um <laughs> Uh, if you yeah. can afford it, time is tough. Times are tough right now, so only time, time are tough. Time are tough. <laughs> oh, Danny. 
And nevertheless, if you guys miss any links, I'll be sure to add it to add them in the description below. Yeah, words are wonderful. Good lord. Um, <laughs> it's late. Let's blame it on the the hour. Well, I, it's late. I, yeah. Well, the, well, before we really end it, I just want to ask: Do you guys have any final words before we sign off? Uh, drink your milk. Don't. Don't die. <laughs> Don't drink milk. It's a scam. No, drink your milky. Feed a baby and drink your milky. They're trying to put chemicals in your bones. They're chemicals in your bones. Don't be afraid of things. Don't die. Drink milk. Get vaccinated. Get, Get vaccinated. vaccinated. Get the fucking shot. I don't. Get I your battle stars. Be all cool. Get vaccinated. This is my own opinion. Wear your mask. Be a good citizen. Yeah. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Wear a uh, mask, people. Deep state's not real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And good night. <laughs> With that, all I have left to say is hasta luego, mi amigos. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. This was a uh, this was an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while since what was it February? I think that's whenever I initially got in contact with Lane. Not too long after the initial casting call happened, because I just fell in love with this show. Like this is a show that I'm going to be constantly keeping an eye on in one aspect for another because it is, like I said, the podcast is something else. That I am absolutely hyped for. I hope y'all are doing well. I know with all the the weird stuff and the weird times going on, especially in the animation, I hope that everyone is able to do well. To uh, to check your minds a little bit, uh, something that I have been getting into recently is Twitch, like full force. I'm going to partially blame the people behind this podcast. Hey, Becca. Uh, mainly with uh, Sheepish having their little live streams and such. So being part of that. Artsy Grandpa, obviously. How can I not? I mean, they were the ones that really actually introduced me to VTubing in the first place. And also Roya, who... Sorry. Roshan, I believe is how it's pronounced. I could be very wrong. But... Uh, they have been getting into VTubing themselves as this cute little, like, nebula cloud. And I guess they were kind of the gateway to a lot of these art Twitch streams and, like, gaming Twitch streams and such. My wallet hates me <laughs> because I want to support these artists, and so I will, like, gift subs. As a matter of fact, one of the occasions, I, I was actually uh, gracious enough to get the clip for it, but there is a VTuber out there that goes by the name of Indie Alpaca. Absolutely just like a ball of energy. And 
they apparently do this little song that I'm about to play whenever they get a sub, whether it's, you know, gifted or not. I just want to play it for you guys because I, I was laughing with joy because I, I was honestly touched with the silly little song more than anything else. Just, just check this out. I wasn't really feeling it anymore, so... Oh, what? What? Postmodern Art Podcast gifted a tier one sub to Charo Hubby. Postmodern Art Podcast, thank you so much for gifting that sub! Holy guacamole! Uh, I don't know if you've ever gifted a sub or subbed to my channel before, but to say thank you for your gracious gift, got a little song for you. Thank you for the sub! I appreciate the love! Thank you, Postmodern Art Podcast. Thank you so dang much for gifting that sub to Churro Hubby. Thanks to you, Churro Hubby's now gonna have some alpaca emotes. Like, that's the kind of energy and the kind of love for an audience that I try to have with my own stuff. I will say, in their case, I'm not going to say they're one of the bigger names out there, but they got quite a following. I've seen a lot of their stuff on Twitter when it comes to how to handle a lot of the, the bot raids that have been going on. On the flip side, though, as much as I love some of the bigger streamers and I love the content that they're pushing out... I got a soft spot for the people that are starting out. Like the people that have like a few viewers for their stream and such. There was there was a stream that I was watching one evening of an artist by the name of Sensation, I believe is how it's pronounced. I'll, I'll be sure to have their name up and links in the description because, you know, I, I joined in for a second and I thought, you know, they were doing, they were basically making doodles and then making creatures out of their doodles. And some of the art that was being showcased, like, I thought it was cool. I thought it was nifty. I get the sub, and the guy, like, he was cool the entire time. But he was also, like, excited to just show me everything. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if it was just because my name was Postmodern Art Podcast on Twitch, but... The fact that he went through and showed me, like, you know, all sorts of different art and such, all sorts of, like, works in progress, it was, it was great. It was great to see kind of this love for their own stuff, which, by the way, I'm waiting for the Egyptian drawing. If they're listening, they know who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about. But the fact that, you know, I came into this stream and there was, I think I was the only viewer there. Uh, that's something I've heard that is an issue with Twitch, just kind of that discoverability. It's one of those you have to have an audience somewhere in order to drive them to your Twitch so you can get a big audience on Twitch and then be promoted by Twitch, which is kind of ass backwards as compared to like YouTube to where you could just be recommended just about anything, people big and small, just based on a few things that you like to watch. That's basically my long, you know, round way of saying that I want to help the art community as a whole grow. And my conversation with Sensation, which is like they were talking this entire time, and I could tell that there was a love and passion for what they did 
and like they definitely wanted to keep going and that's something that I wanted to support more than anything else uh yeah I I hope that they get the opportunity I hope this podcast brings in a few more viewers for them if not well maybe I'll have a spot for them in uh, amateur April for them if they don't blow up by then uh, but nevertheless, you know, if you're, if nothing else, if you're just enjoying this podcast at the end of the day or whatnot, head over to Twitch for a little bit and look up the art streams. You would be amazed how many artists are actually over there just looking for an opportunity. And you'll be surprised how passionate and personal they want to be because they're bearing their souls out just like any other artist in this industry. So support an artist today. 